Well, tonight we're wrapping up our Christmas code word series, the final word. The code word is light. Light. You know, you think about light, it's pretty important to have light. Without light, there is no life. There's no life on land, the photosynthesis that takes place through light on plants, and then there's no life in the ocean. Uh, the oceans need, the plankton in the ocean need light to survive. So light's pretty pretty important, I would say. Our family loaded up the other night, went to look at some Christmas lights, different neighborhoods, and we were, we were riding around and seeing all these different lights. Some of them would put Clark Griswold to shame. I mean, these lights are incredible. We were driving around. We came to one house, and Belle said, wait, look, stop. That looks like our house. So we kind of slowed down and looked, and it was a house that didn't have a light on anywhere. Not one Christmas light, not a motion light, not a garage light, not an inside light, outside light, no lights anywhere. So that looks like our house. So I did, tried not to take that personally. Lights. You know, when you think about lights, there are at least three basic kinds of light. There's natural light. That, that, is, that is light that God has created, of course. In the, on the fourth day, he made the sun and the moon. Right, and, and ever since that time, from, from the very beginning of time, there's been this, uh, this constant contrast between darkness and light. From the very beginning, there's been this ongoing contrast. So that's natural light. Then there's artificial light, right? Campfires. Uh, one of our families tonight is going to have a bonfire. Maybe, maybe your family is going to have a bonfire. That's, a, that's an artificial light, or uh, you can think of that as LEDs or light bulbs or, you know, artificial light. Then there's a third kind of light, spiritual light. And the Bible has much to say about spiritual light. Uh, in fact, the Bible says that uh, God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When Simeon met baby Jesus in the temple, he said, he, he, he will be a light for the Gentiles, or he is a light for the Gentiles. John uses the word light 33 times in all of his writings now, light was something important that he wrote about, and John 8, 12 is one such time when darkness and light are kind of paired off against one another. So John chapter 8, I'm going to read one verse tonight from John 8, verse number 12. It's a verse that is included in one of those I am statements that Jesus made. John 8, verse number 12, our Lord said it this way. Uh, he said, I am the light of the world. Wow. That, that's an important part of this verse, that he spoke to them and said, I'm the light of the world. And, and then he pairs it off against this darkness. Uh, he says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Wow. Wow. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So what does that mean? T tonight, I want to speak to you on, on the subject light, and more specifically from John 8, 12 is this takeaway, that the true light didn't come to make a truce with the darkness. Darkness and light will never make a truce. They're always against one another. And the true light has come into the world, not to make a truce with the darkness. So I want to challenge you in three ways. Then we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper together. Then we're going to light some candles. 
and, and to conclude our candlelight service. So let me give you three challenges, and then we'll partake of the Lord's Supper. Number one, tune into the light. Oh, we're busy, aren't we? We get so distracted. And, and, and oftentimes at Christmas, we tune out the Christ of Christmas because we're tuning everything else in. There's so much to do to get ready to celebrate the birth of Christ that we forget about celebrating the birth of Christ. Right, So tonight I want to challenge you to tune into the light. You know, one of the houses we pulled up to as we were looking at Christmas lights was one where the lights were just seemed to be very chaotic. They would just blink. It, this side would blink very erratically, and this side would blink, blink very slowly, and then they go back and forth, and just no rhyme or reason. just seemed to be total and utter chaos. And then we saw a sign in the front of the yard. Tune your radio to 91.7. And when you tune your radio to 91.7, at least on that night, it was nothing but static. <laughs> there, there was some, something was not connected there. But, but ideally, what you do is you tune your radio to that station, and what happens? The lights are in unison with the rhythm and the beat of the song on the radio, right? <laughs> they tune in one to another. And it, it just it clears it up, clears the bell. It makes, oh, that's why they're blinking so when you... It makes sense now. And we look around this world today and it's utter and complete chaos. For no rhyme or reason, things just happen and happen and continue to happen. And yet, Christmas, we're reminded, hey, one came into this mess. <laughs> the Christ child, he came into this mess. And you know what that means? God came in the form of, of, of this babe in a manger. Why? Because he refused to leave us in our sin he refused to do so so he sent the Christ the Messiah the anointed one and he came and so our job now is to tune into the light the Christ and so uh, the context of this text is very important Jesus says I am the light of the world now the context of this is the Feast of Tabernacles when Jesus says this the Feast of Tabernacles is happening what's the Feast of Tabernacles they had these huge four huge candelabras is what they call them and they, there's their, their candle stands with arms going out from the center one that'll hold a bunch of candles and they light four of these huge things and the light shines up to the sky like a searchlight in the night sky and it's a reminder to the Israelites of the pillar of fire that led them through the wilderness that's what they were celebrating Jesus and the Pharisees and the disciples are standing there looking up at this searchlight perhaps and Jesus says I am the light of the world you know what he was saying Jesus was saying I am God I'm God in the flesh and not just light to the Israelites not just I'm the light of Israel, I'm the light of the whole world. I'm the light of the world. What a claim, man. There's a lot of false lights out there. And they're shining, they're trying to shine, and they're just false lights. We have the, the false lights of, of all these worldly philosophies and these woke movements and these political allegiances and these, uh, in the name of science, and all these false lights are shining, and yet... Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. He alone is the light. And the Bible tells us in John 1 that this true light comes in the world to enlighten every person. Meaning every person that's ever lived on planet earth has been exposed to the light of the world either through the cross, creation, or our conscience. Every one of us has been exposed to that light. He's the light of the world. So tune into him this Christmas. Let's, let's tune into the light. Here's a second challenge I want to give you. Trust the light. 
There's a difference in tuning into the light and saying, okay, I understand Jesus' light, and then putting your trust in the light. You know, I've, I've heard it said like this. There's a pastor friend of mine that, 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 that so clearly communicated the difference between the light and the darkness. He so clearly communicated that the light comes in the world to the reveal our darkness. Not only the darkness out the darkness out there is easy to see, but what about the darkness in here? Not so easy to see. And Jesus came to reveal to us the depravity, the depth of our depravity and the size of our sin problem. And he came to reveal that to us in here, not just out there, but in here. A pastor friend of mine described it this way. When he's talking about all of us falling short of the glory of God, this is how he did it. He said, you know, too many of us in the church today, we operate with a Santa Claus theology. And the Santa Claus theology is this. I mean, you, you know the tune. You better not cry, you better not pout, you better not... Well, I messed that up, but you know it, right? Santa's watching you, he's making a list, he sees you, all this mess, right? He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good. That's a Santa Claus theology. And he says so many in the church today, not... Not, not many, but most in the church today. They operate as if God operates that way. God doesn't operate with the Santa Claus theology. The Santa Claus theology says, if you do good, you'll get presents, right? If you do bad, you get coal, right? And, and, and we, we view God that way too often, way too often. We think, hey, God will accept me, God will love me, God will bless me only if I'm good. Only if I'm good enough. Only if I'm not naughty. Only if I'm not bad. Otherwise, I get cold. See, this Santa Claus theology, all it is is it's a performance-based theology. That's all it is. It's 100% of religions around the world. Performance-based theology. And here's the beauty of the good news. The good news is simply this. The good news is that Jesus came because you are not good enough. Jesus came because we are all not nice. Jesus came because we've all fallen short of the glory of God and will never be good enough. But we trust in Him and what He did on the cross through His death, burial, and resurrection. We, we trust in Him. Jesus said it like this, whoever follows me, accompanies me, moves behind me in the same direction, comes after me, is my disciple. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me, not whoever is a fan of me or whoever is favorable toward me or whoever has a good feeling about me. No, 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 no. Whoever follows me. Whoever follows me, what does it mean to follow Jesus? It means to trust in him, not just believe up here, but to put your faith in him, to trust in him, and to follow him. And Jesus has set us free from the darkness. When you, when you trust in him, you're set free. Colossians tells us that he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. You know what that means? You go through a transfer portal, just like all these college athletes are going through these transfer portals. When you put your faith in Christ, you are transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of our, his beloved son. So trust the light. Number three, last one. Need to tune into the light, trust the light. Number three, turn on the light. Amen? 
like Gerald Bailey did. Turn the light on. Jesus said, you're the light of the earth, or you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth, so turn the light on and pass the salt and get out there and let people know who Jesus is and what he's done for you. So tune into the light, trust the light, turn it on. Why? Because God is the one who helps us. Jesus is the one who helps us to make good decisions. He comforts us when we're sorrowful and in trouble. He alone comes after us when we stray. He gives us power to obey. He delivers us from temptation. He's the only one who reminds us of God's promises. He's the only one who fills us with hope. He's the only one that makes joy a reality. He's the only one that releases his peace into us. He's the only one who removes fear of death. He's the only one that assures us that heaven is our home. So let your light shine. Turn it on. I don't know where you are with the Lord. I don't know if you're near to him or far away from him. I don't know if you're like Shane and Kirsten and just became a believer or not yet quite a believer or has done that recently, hadn't done that yet, and you're still thinking about it, have questions about it. Hey, we'd love to have a conversation with you. So if you could text the name Jesus to 79969, we'd love to connect with you. We've got folks right now working on our chat, and so we'd love to connect with you, so let us know.